This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We're making the stories from outside the loop matter to you. This is Localize It. Don't you know I'm local? You're in the loop on Houston's Sports Leader. Sports Radio 610. In for Landry Locker, I'm John Lopez. I'm not John Lopez. In for Landry Locker and John Lopez. Can we redo that last, I mean, my God. Was that bad? That was really bad. <laughs> you had to do it three times. Two times. I, one, I forgot to turn my mic That's on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that, John? John Lopez. Lopez. The Lopez laugh. <laughs> from the boat. He's laughing at you from the boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? We make mistakes. This is my first shift uh, of the day. It's probably only going to get a little bit worse as I make my way towards 7 o'clock. Or could it get better? Are you doing the show tonight, too? I am. Okay. Double duty, Double man. Double duty. Okay. Can't get worse after what I just witnessed. <laughs> you can kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Spo. You want to get us in here? It's not good. <laughs> ah, shoot. It's Go not good. <laughs> damn. Spo just, Spo just ain't got no damn shame, man. He's like, Bajani, you just got to try. But you just got to be better, bro. <laughs> I'll be the first to admit it. Hey, look, fine, whatever. But can we move on? Yes, please. I mean, for crying out loud. My apologies. My God. Trying to get your expert analysis on these damn rockets. Um, Which, before we even get into the heart of this thing, Mm -hmm. how they play in the damn Suns and the Thunder like in the last five games? Got to play them eventually. You got to get those games (laughs) off your schedule. I never remember the NBA schedule looking like this trashy before. Like, this is horrible. Well, I mean, part of it is... It's a travel thing where you are seeing more and more teams kind of do the back-to-back in the same city just so that that's one less trip that you have This to is make. a result of players bitching and moaning in recent years about eh, I, travel. I, I, think the player, I think the players, though, would tell you that they like it because, again, instead of going to Phoenix now and then maybe going to Phoenix in a month, they just get to knock out the Phoenix trip now. And it's, you know, one less flight that they have to take. Now, obviously, it's hard to play an opponent back-to-back, you know, twice in a row especially mm. a good team like this but that's just how the schedule falls sometimes and yeah you got to play those teams three or four times a year so it's going to happen eventually you know last couple of years actually i think it was this year they played sacramento back-to-back games here uh, the last couple of years they've gone to sacramento to play a couple of games in a row so that's just how the nba schedule works yeah out. i mean i get it if you're making a you know far northwest trip or a northeast trip or something like that. But, I mean, it's not like Phoenix and Oklahoma City are very far to begin with. You know what I'm saying? But 
They fell to uh, the Suns last night, 110-105. Jalen Green, single-handedly at times, spoke, keeping the Rockets in that ballgame last night. Off to another crappy start. I look up, down 24-12 with, you know, three minutes remaining in the first quarter, and the guy hit eight of the 12 points. He had a really good game early on last night. 7-15 of uh, early, I think, uh, had 20 points right out of the gate, looking good, hitting threes. Uh, but he just hit three of his final 13 shots. I heard you and B. Scott talking about this on your H-Town Hoops podcast. Uh, I don't know when you guys did it recently, but I was watching it yesterday before the game. And B. Scott was making the case for Ime Yadoka moving Jalen Green to the bench. This is something that we've talked about you know, quite a bit about the last couple of weeks. And it's been just over two weeks ago now, I believe, that Yudoka. Uh, Hinted at possibly making a change with the starting lineup pre-All-Star break. He'd said, quote, regarding the slow starts. It's definitely a concerning problem. Maybe I have to look at the rotation and the lineup. I have to, I have out there starting and try to get five competitors out there at one time to avoid poor starts like that. I will look at all of that over the break. Look in the mirror at myself and figure out the best way forward to get us off to better starts. Well, last night they got off to another crappy start, as they typically do, especially on the road. At what point in time do they make a move or do they make a move? What did you think of Brandon's case that they should make a move and start Jalen on the bench? Like, there is certainly a reason to do it. And again, last night, you know, the starting five, the big reason why Yudoka didn't make the move coming out of the break was that the first 27 games of the year, that starting five was outstanding together. They were outscoring teams by, I think it was 10 points per 100 possessions. That's how good that lineup was. You had a really good stat, then, especially defensively. Yeah, defensively it was great. Yeah. And then the next 27 games, um, that lineup only played together nine times. They, they had guys in and out of the lineup, so there was no consistency there. So Yudoka was hoping that, hey, we're healthy now. All those five guys are good to go. They can play. Let's see how it looks after a couple of weeks. And obviously, the results have not been great. Um, they have not played. They have not won games out of the break. Now, part of that has been the schedule, like you said. The schedule coming out of the All Star break has been absolutely brutal. You're talking about New Orleans. You're talking about uh, playing Phoenix. Then two games with Oklahoma City. Now two more games with Phoenix. I mean, those are are three teams that are right now the tops are in the top six, top seven in the Western Conference. Like these are three really good teams. So I don't think it's like a great gauge of how good that lineup is. Now on to Green, like that's if you want to bring him off the bench, fine. Bring him off the bench. The problem that they have right now is that I don't know if there's a great option to put in that spot. Because I think the the top two guys that you would say, hey, this guy should start over Jalen Green it would be Cam Whitmore and Amen Thompson. Well, you look at what those two guys did last night. They were pretty bad in last night's game. Thompson, 0 of 2, only took two shots. Everybody was bad last night, though, except for Jalen Green. You know what I mean? Like, But they have th- those guys have warts, though, to their game. And so with Thompson, he cannot shoot. Like, the shooting is a... It, once he learns how to shoot, he's going to be a great player. But right now, he just he cannot shoot. He can get to the rim. Um, he, he can defend. He can get you going in transition. But the shooting is an issue. For Whitmore, Whitmore can shoot, but that's basically all he does at this point. Like, he does not really know how to get the offense moving. He he has the ball. He has tunnel vision. He is going to take the shot. Almost basically, it doesn't matter what the defense is around him. It doesn't matter what's going on with the other four guys on the floor. He's going to take the shot. And so that doesn't necessarily keep the ball moving. That doesn't necessarily help the offense run. So I think that they really like those two together off the bench 
to provide like a big uh, a jolt of athleticism, a jolt of energy. And I think that they want to keep that starting five together. Now, if they had Tari Eason available to them, which they don't, and who knows when he's going to play again, I think that then you could have something where you would you would put send Green to the bench and and, and have Eason start. But again. I don't know when Easton's going to play again. Yeah, and I the mean, fact well, that he has not played—it's been almost two months since he's played. Um, he was supposed to come back a few weeks ago. Exactly and, two and, months now. He hadn't played since January first, and I think it's trending in the direction that he doesn't come back yeah, this that's, season. That's, that's basically what the feeling is. And he had some imaging, you know. So he was supposed to come back that road trip before the All Star break. He felt some pain during his ramp up. He's dealing with a stress reaction in his leg. At least I think that's what they've termed it as. He's dealing with a stress reaction in his leg. That's what cost him the first part of the season. Came back. He was in a little bit. He was in a lot more pain than he let on. Uh, They shut him down for a couple of weeks. And then in that ramp up, he started to feel some pain again. Went to the doctor last week to get some imaging done. And basically, Ime Yudoka said they're trying to get more opinions Mm -hmm. from from what they saw. So they're not going to have Easton. So to me... They're probably just going to leave Jalen Green in the starting lineup. And also, I think that they want as much information on Jalen Green as possible moving forward because they've got to make a decision and, on what to do And that's it. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You make the determination when you're Rafael Stone and maybe more so if you're Ime Yadoka since, look, this is his ship now. Um, when you have determined that you have all you need and all you're going to get from Jalen Green. Um, and maybe he feels like, you know what, I don't have enough. I need more intel. It, maybe last night's performance well, buys not, him a little bit more time. I don't, I don't know time. if it's Rafael Stone necessarily. I think it's Ime Udoka. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. You know, since it's his ship now, it's more on him to, to make the determination on exactly when he feels like he's seen enough from Jalen Green. Maybe he's bought himself a little bit more time with a performance last night. I mean, it's one game. It's been his best I, I, game since, you know, two, three weeks wasn't now. It, what, see, was it a great game, though? No, I mean, it wasn't I, a great game. No, I just, I'm saying for for Jalen, because I know he scored the 34, and he shot 7 of 17 from 3, which is terrific, but he was also 3 of 11 from 2-point range. Yeah, like and that's, 3, that's three the sort for of his stuff, last 13 in the game. That That's the sort of stuff that becomes a problem with him, is that like the 3-point shooting can, can sometimes suck you in. Because mm-hmm. you see a guy shoot well from 3, and you see the big scoring. Okay, well, it was mostly done on 3-point shots. But you want to see the guy... Get to the rim. You want to see him be efficient at the rim because those points are just as important. And so he got to the free throw line seven times, which is important for him because that's something that has really lacked from his game this season, especially when you compare it to last year. But to only be, what did I say, three of 11 from inside the three-point arc, that sort of stuff isn't good enough. No, no. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. Why not feature Green more instead of trying to bench him? That one from Victor uh, in the seven one three. So why not feature Green more I mean, instead do. of trying to bench him? What do you mean? Like, he played 39 minutes last night. No, he, he, they, the offense ran through him at the start he, of the game. He they, gets they his are, shots, man. Yeah, he just are, didn't make them. They, they are big on getting him shots early in the game. Now, if you want to ask the question, well, why is it that Jalen Green is the one who kind of takes the heat and nobody else does, that's a good point. And that's a point that should be made because he isn't the only guy who has played poorly over the course of the season. Um 
Fred Van Vliet has not shot the ball well really in the last month. Uh, Dylan Brooks' defense has not been at the level that it was earlier in the season before he got hurt. Jabari Smith Jr. has not shot the bell, uh, has not shot the ball well since he's come back from the ankle injury. And then you see Alperin Shengun's level of play really fall off over the last. But month. but and it goes to your point in this text here from the seven one three. I think it's Victor again. Uh, my question is why the hell is Green the whipping boy and needs to be moved and not someone else? Well. Look, you gave Dylan Brooks a very large contract along with Fred Van Vliet. Jabari Smith has shown promise along with Alperin Shingun, far more so than one of Jalen Green in terms of consistency at the end. And look, it's inarguable, especially on a night last night where Green has one of his better games, especially, ironically, a very good start compared to not so much from anybody else on the Rockets last night. They all suffered greatly for it and had to fight their way back from, you know, a big hole that they dug themselves. But it's more than just about one game. He's the whipping boy because what he's been consistent at is not being consistent. It's about the poor shooting. It's about not doing the things winning basketball players do away from the basketball and on the defensive side. He hasn't shown that. Well, he's the whipping boy because he was the second overall pick and he's been around for three years. Yeah. And so he had the highest expectations out of anyone, and he has not met those. Like, you look at the other guys that they've drafted, Alperin Shingun has exceeded the expectations. Jabari Smith hasn't met the expectations, but he's come closer to meeting them than Jalen Green has. Uh, The two guys that they drafted, uh, Eason hasn't played, but when he played, he was outstanding. The two guys that they drafted um, last June they have probably exceeded the expectations of what people had for them mm-hmm. coming into the season. So, like, Green kind of takes the heat because he has he is further away from meeting the expectations that were set for him. Now, the expectations were probably set too high, but that's what happens when you're taking second overall. He's Adam Spillane, Sean Bajani, in for Landry Locker, and John Lopez on In the Loop. Coming up next, uh, D'Amico Ryans and a very familiar face could be reunited this offseason. We'll get to that and why Spo wouldn't be surprised if the Texans drafted at this position in the first round. We'll get you all that and more next at Sports Radio 610. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.